Before we get started, let's talk about what's new at Cold Wax Academy. Rebecca and Jerry have just launched their fall quarter of live online sessions with a special focus this time on member participation. Plus, innovative sessions on a variety of other topics such as photographing your artwork and using Procreate. This month also marks the beginning of Cold Wax Academy's third year of teaching sessions, meaning that the member library now has over 80 recordings and other instructional documents available for members. To access this wealth of information and to take part in upcoming live sessions, please visit the membership page at coldwaxacademy.com and sign up for one of two levels of memberships available. That's coldwaxacademy.com. On with the show. Hello and welcome to The Messy Studio with Rebecca Kroll, the podcast at the intersection of art, travel, entrepreneurship, philosophy, and life in general. I am Ross Tickner, Rebecca's audio producer, podcast guru, and her son. On today's episode, we are talking about the gift of days in artist residency. We'd like to begin today with some words from John O'Donohue, the Irish poet, author, priest, and philosopher, who wrote in his poem, For the Traveler, May you travel in an awakened way, gathered wisely into your inner ground, that you may not waste the invitations which wait along the way to transform you. May you travel safely, arrive refreshed, and live your time away to its fullest. Return home more enriched and free to balance the gift of days which call you. O'Donohue's poem, from which this excerpt is taken, reflects on the impact of travel that is done in an aware and thoughtful manner. Taking part in an artist residency program is one way to experience a new place on this deep level and to experience its influence on your work. In today's episode, Rebecca reflects on her recent three weeks of residency at the Obrage Foundation in Portugal and the challenges and rewards of this experience. With me, as always, is Rebecca Kroll. Hello, everyone. So there is so much of what O'Donohue writes in this poem, and I, I do recommend reading the full version online. And there's so much that resonates uh, with my own experience of travel, especially when that travel uh, was for the purpose of going to a place and staying for a while. And that's what happens in an artist's residency. Um, he, he talks in the poem about how travel awakens parts of you that are just kind of dormant when you're at home and that um, he also refers to travel um, as um, not only a physical or geographic travel, but there's travel emotionally. There's changes that happen in you within your thoughts and um, your responses to things. So it's it's a nice poem. It's called For the Traveler and you can you can read that online. Um, and this this episode that we're doing today um, is kind of a follow-up, really, to the one that we published last week, but that one was recorded before I went on this residency in Portugal, and in that one, last week's episode, we were talking about the importance of place and whether that was your home place or traveling, and now... Um, I've been home for two days from Portugal, and so I want to talk about the experience of, of going to a very different place and responding to that and how that went for me. I will say before we get going, it really does take time to process this kind of thing. Um, I think anybody who's been on some big important trip knows 
it is hard to summarize it. It's hard to wrap it up, you know. And people say, oh, how was it? You know, they say to me, how was Portugal? And I'm like, my mind kind of goes blank. I mean, it, it's just, it's hard to put it um, in any succinct way. But hopefully uh, in this episode, I'm going to try to get into some depth uh, about the experience that it really deserves because it was it was a good, a deep experience, um, as they often are when you go on residencies. Yeah. Do you do any journaling when you go on one of these residencies? I do, like, every day. And, you know, being away from home, not having Don, my husband, to talk to, not having friends at first to talk to, it, it becomes very inner. Um, and so, yeah, I, I journal a lot and just, like, process. Um, but there's still... Mm, it takes a little while to to understand or to put it in any perspective. Um, I should also say I am still jet lagged at this moment, uh, but uh, I'm going to do my best here. So well, and and before we get into it, I, I I do think that there's a benefit from having this kind of conversation when things are still very fresh. You do True. have a. Yeah. Things kind of tend to distill and crystallize, um, you know, over the period of a, an, another couple weeks. Um, but uh, but that that fresh take uh, can mm-hmm. be can be you know there can be some fruits in there that you don't necessarily that don't remain uh, after a few weeks and and a few weeks beyond that the that that period of crystallization things begin to f- kind of fade and dwindle and so I, I think it is important to have this kind of the the fresh take. And then to have a uh, maybe a more, um, as I say, like distilled or crystallized point of view um, to uh, to reflect on in, in a little ways down the road. So it, it's good to journal in the moment. It's good to have a fresh take, and it's also good to to revisit things in the near future. I agree, it, it, and that's I guess what I mean about you know it does take time to work through it. But you're right. There's that. There's that in the moment, the journaling, and then there's the getting home and this kind of readjustment period and reflection and and the urge to tell, to talk about it to anybody who will listen, you know, (laughs) and then, and then there is that, that longer perspective that, that does come. Um, So I wanted to talk just a little bit about the residency itself, just to describe it so listeners get the idea. And it was my first time to go to Portugal. Um, so that was very new, um, and exposure to the language, which is um, pretty, you know, there's aspects of other languages that you might recognize in it, especially Spanish, but it's also very different. So right away, this kind of um, uh, language, uh, not I won't say barrier, because, you know, I, I was fine with English, but the sense of being in a very different place, because everything that you see written is is pretty impenetrable. Um, and I, I did actually try to lo- learn a few words before I went, but I'm not very good at that. So um, there was that. Um, the uh, the area of the residency is, is quite rural. It's, it's not uh, in a city or, or even near, very near uh, a small city. So it's a, it's a, um, a place where they raise sheep, so there's a lot of sheep around there, sheep pastures, a lot of uh, cork trees. They grow cork there, which was itself interesting to learn about as a renewable resource. It's quite amazing. Um, so in at the residency, uh, which was very beautiful and comfortable, there were 
I think, eight other residents there. And they were from different creative fields. There were a few visual artists, and there were um, writers, um, poet, photographer, um, musicians, sound artists, somebody who was recording um, sound in the area and then putting it together in compositions. So that was really interesting. Um, the place itself, you know, very comfortable. Like I said, I had a huge studio, a nice apartment. They have a swimming pool there, which was great because it was kind of hot. Um, and basically, you know, they take care of you. They take you to the store and get your food. And it was, it was nice. There was a, um, a mixture of lots of private time, lots of studio time, really as much as, as one could want. A mix of that with social life, with interaction, with group dinners and presentations and a few trips, which I'll talk about. So that was a really good balance. Um, what I took to work with there was uh, not um, oil and cold wax, my typical media, but I took water-based media and drawing materials. Um, so those included some beautiful ink that I got, and I've never really worked with ink before. Um, gouache, charcoal, acrylic mediums, so different things that you could mix with um, these materials to adhere to the paper. A few acrylics. I had some white acrylic and I think two other colors. Didn't use them very much, um, but I did use the mediums. And I took a variety of papers, um, and I bought some more while I was there also. Okay, so that's just a little bit of background about the residency itself, uh, which really was, you know, beautiful. It was well run. The people who ran it were fantastic, friendly, um, you know, it, it just was a very good environment. So I kind of want to relate back to what we talked about uh, in in last week's episode. One of the aspects of working from place had to do with this sort of duality that you can experience when you're getting ideas from your surroundings, the place that you're in. And we talked about familiarity, and we talked about novelty, so kind of two different sides of that experience, and that there can be novelty in what you consider familiar. Like when you're in your daily environment, you can tune into things that that suddenly seem fresh and new by you know applying your own vision to what's around you. But there's also, um, I think, the opposite of that, um, there can be familiarity in what is new and novel when you're when you go to a new place. Um, I think we talked about this last week, but you do sort of tend to seek out what you're comfortable with, even in a completely different environment. So you, you sort of notice things that that ground you, that tie you to what you do know. So um, I could feel I could feel that happening there in a good way. I mean, it it doesn't limit you to do that. It just helps you to relax a little bit and, and say, okay, this is who I am. And it, it helped me in my work to, um, to have some continuity in my work. And that idea of continuity was another idea that kind of came into play in my thoughts. Um, I could see the, I could see aspects of continuity in the work that I was doing at Obash. Um, coming from influences that are always there in my work, like from certain aspects of the landscape, but also this kind of 
desire to just distill the experience of being in the landscape. I mean, that comes through in different ways, but that was still there. Um, I had an interesting conversation with this Irish photographer who was there. And I will say as an aside that these conversations with people in different disciplines were, were very interesting. <laughs> you know, you find commonalities and you find um, differences as well. But he was commenting on this kind of challenge of continuity um, when you're working in a really different environment, you're on a residency. How does that connect with what you see as your your main work, your you know your what you do, your bigger body of work? And it is an interesting um, challenge to not feel that this is completely separate. You're in a whole different environment. So I guess for me, and I thought about that, um, getting back to some of these kind of core ideas that come into my work, no matter where I am in terms of place, and that includes something like um, this kind of interplay between aspects of of the environment that are solid and strong, and you know they're not changing, and those that are more ephemeral, more delicate. Um, and I'm always kind of paying attention to that, you know, when I'm out looking at things like a delicate flower against a rock or something. It just strikes me, that that um, interplay. And I think getting down basically to an overall interest in contrast, whether that's a visual contrast or emotional contrast, um, and again, that a wanting that connection with what I'm experiencing, both visually and emotionally. So that's all a little bit vague, but <laughs> I could see it in the work that I did there, even though it, it did look in some ways pretty different than other things I've done. Um, but I think that what I did in that residency would also be recognizable as my work and have a unique character at the same time. So I'll get into that a little bit more in a minute. But just to say... Um, I'm not sure how this is going to play out in my work going forward. Like, how does this work at O'Brush? How will that influence or come into my work um, now that I'm home? I don't really know. I prefer to let that happen on sort of an intuitive level, just letting it come through as it will, not feeling like it has to be there, because it can be also just kind of separate experience. Um so that's kind of where my thoughts are about that in my you know first day or two at home I haven't actually started working again yet yesterday I was just recovering and unpacking and doing laundry and things like that a couple of weeks ago Rebecca put out on her Facebook page that the imperfect Utrecht artist oil paint tubes and cans are up to 70% off at Blick These tubes and cans have a slight dent or blemish, but it is the same high-quality paint inside. That promotion is actually still active at Blick, but supplies are dwindling, so this is probably your last chance. The regular Utrecht Artist Oils are also on sale up to 65% off. To take advantage of either of these promotions and support the Messy Studio, please remember to use our affiliate link, which is, of course, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick. When you use our affiliate link, it takes you straight through to the regular Blick website. But when you use that link, 
Blick donates 10% of your purchase to the Messy Studio. It costs you nothing, and honestly, this is really important to us. We are so grateful for all of you who use our affiliate link, but it really isn't very many of you. 10% is a very generous commission, and we are very lucky to have such a great relationship with one of the largest online art supply retailers. If just 1% of the people who listen to this podcast used our affiliate link every time they ordered from Blick, all our bills would be paid. So please, bookmark our link, MessyStudioPodcast.com slash Blick, and remember to use it. All right, let's get back into the show. Okay, so I wanted to talk a little bit about the the kind of the difference or the contrast between your first impressions of things and that deeper experience that happens when you're there for a while and you're really, you know, going out and seeing things and hearing and listening and using all your senses, really. Typical tourist travel is really more about first impressions, right? It's more about novelty. It's more about, oh, wow, you know, <laughs> I'm in Portugal. Right, go and um, see the sights kind of things. Yeah, and then after a while, though, you it starts to emerge the more about the place. Like you just see more, and you learn more, and experience more, and more is revealed. So, first impressions of Obash, a rural place, um, sheep pastures, rolling hills. Um, it had an, a feeling of like a savanna, almost like these kind of arid, dry hills, um, some rocky outcroppings, lots of cork trees, um, marble, bits of marble on the ground because it's under underneath the surface of the of what you're walking on and it comes up through. So odd to see marble everywhere, which was true everywhere I went in Portugal marble that had been, you know, made into buildings and sidewalks and the most ordinary objects. It's very common there. Um, so I was impressed by the marble. Um, it was it was hot. <laughs> it was rather buggy. I got very bitten up by mosquitoes without realizing that I should have been protecting myself uh, the first day or so. Um, and I would say the first few days that I was walking around, it I was a little bit let down by that environment. Like there weren't a lot of places to walk. In New Mexico, I'm used to just taking off and rambling wherever. And there were there were pathways, but they often ended in a fence with a sheep pasture. Um, and after a while, I discovered more places to walk. But initially, I felt sort of hemmed in by that. Um, and there was a basic sameness to the landscape that I was perceiving and as a first impression. It uh, didn't strike me as particularly dramatic or visually engaging. And the fact that it was quite hot meant, you know, when I was out walking would be limited to cooler parts of the day, like first thing in the morning. So initially, I would say the first couple days, I was a little bit like, well, okay, let's see what happens here. But it wasn't grabbing me as other places have. But that changed. And that's what I want to I want to talk about. What I was aware of immediately was a really nice feeling of peace, peacefulness, openness, kind of an airy atmosphere. Um, and it, it did feel good to be there emotionally. It felt really restful. Um, and that is, before I went 
on this residency, I did want rest. I wanted some peace. I wanted a time to just flow into it, you know, and that did happen. So that was really nice. And that atmosphere is what I see in the initial work that I did there. So I look at my work. I was there for three weeks. I see how it changed over time. So the very first things I did were just some small explorations of the media and then a few larger pieces. And those are interesting to me because I started to realize after I did one or two, they seemed oddly figurative or torso-like, um, made up of transparent layers of this water-based media, some edges of the forms quite indistinct, so there was a feeling of openness in the form. And the media I was working with was so different than oil and cold wax because you know, you, you really can't change it. They work or they don't work. So this media, media dictated that I do things kind of slowly and sensitively. Uh, somebody commented on a post I did of a piece that they had a tenderness to them. And that's how they felt to me when I was, when I was working on them. And it felt really good. Um, and I realized that because they resembled torsos, at least to me, very abstracted, that they were sort of self-portraits of those first few days of my response to that peaceful atmosphere and the fact that the borders on the shapes were permeable, they weren't solid, was I came to see as sort of myself being open, being somewhat vulnerable, and that vulnerability came from being in this new place, being with new people, um, you know, suddenly everyone around me is a stranger. It also had to do, frankly, with my hearing issues because it was hard to communicate. And so I felt socially challenged. And, and it, it was the first few days I felt that it was difficult to interact. And, but, you know, I just, I trusted it would work out and it did. Um, but it was, that part was a challenge. So after about a week in, everything sort of changed because a group of us were taken to the marble uh, quarries that are in the area. They were a little bit of a drive. That was an amazing experience. So you're in this place of vast marble rock faces and huge open spaces and the water that, you know, was at the bottom of the quarry, just gorgeous. We went swimming there. So it's a strange, like blocky landscape with so many colors and textures to the point that it really was kind of overwhelming. And I, I felt I had opportunities to go back uh, after that day, but I felt actually my gut feeling was one day was enough. <laughs> I had what I needed. Um, I would process it in the work and to go to keep going back would probably not be helpful as I, I just wanted to deal with what I already had. Right. Well, um, and you have I, your time is so precious when you're in that situation and you only have so many days. True enough. That was part of it, too. Yeah. I have this, you know, do you want to go to the quarry again? Well, yeah, this is a day I have to decide how to spend it. Um, something that happened at the quarry was I gathered up some marble dust off the ground. And that is something I buy here in the U.S. to put in my paintings sometimes. And it was everywhere. And so I I picked some up and just put it in my shirt pocket because that's all I had. And later on, somebody brought me uh, some more. So I started putting that in my work and adding this really amazing texture um, by mixing it with acrylic medium. 
so from that point, then one weekend, the, the figurative thing, the torso thing kind of disappeared. And the rest of what I did was influenced more by that experience in the quarry and also by more exploring of the area around the residency. Like, you know, just becoming more attuned to what was actually there, the textures, the colors, and and also finding some more places to walk that were rocky and really full of lichens and all the things I like to look at. So there was much more influence from the surroundings of the residency once I started to really tune into it. Um, but none of this was like illustrational or very conscious. It was really so much about the media that I was working with. Um, and then I'd, I'd see what was emerging could often be seen to relate to what I was experiencing, but that wasn't, I wouldn't go into it thinking, oh, I'm going to do something about the quarry. It just would come through because it was um, continuing that sort of meditative approach that I mentioned, like um, making, I would do some kind of quick moves, like spontaneous, and then stop and think about what am I going to do next so the movement itself would be quite quick, almost calligraphic, I suppose, and then a little meditation about what's next. And I, I thought it's almost like meditating on sensitivity because I'm trying to be very, very sensitive to whatever's happening and these small, small things on paper, quickly done. Um, so it's really interesting approach, very different for me. Do you think that your approach to artwork uh, being abstraction um do you think that that has an, an impact on the way that you travel or do you think that the way that you travel just is is the way that you would travel anyway <laughs> and, and, it, and it just fits very well with this um you know the the way that you integrate it into an abstract art form wow um i think that the way i travel is it's hard to separate because you know, it's just the I've way been that you an are. abstract painter yeah. for a long time. <laughs> but I would say that what I tune into when I'm in these places is are the more abstract aspects of the landscape. So I'm not as interested in the long view of something. I'll take pictures of it, but I'm looking up close at textures, at shapes, and that's what comes through. So I don't know if that answers your question, but well, it, when I talk, I, I think if 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 somebody who is more focused on realism went on the same artist residency, they'd probably have a very different approach to how they interacted with the space that they were in. Um, yeah, I agree. And I'm and I'm wondering is that um, is is that because of a a personality? Th I mean, there's people that do both. There's people that switch between abstraction yeah. and realism. So. In, in the way that you interact with, with your experience and travel, um, you know, is, is that uh, drawn from your, your experience as an artist or are they just intrinsically interconnected and they can't be separated? Or um, you know, if you went to yeah. a place and you weren't on an artist residency, would you have that same uh, method of interacting with a space? I, I think I would. Yeah. Now, if you put it that way, yeah, that's pretty much. I mean, and I'm going to talk a little bit at the end here about being in Lisbon, where I wasn't painting. I was just out walking. And I think I was looking at things basically the same way. I was looking at patterns and textures and colors, and you know, even though I wasn't actually painting. So, and, and a realist artist would 
would do similar, but they might have, they would be looking at probably the bigger picture. And my view is tends to be close up. So I say that might be a bit of a difference. And I, I think that's true whenever I go somewhere. I, I look I look close up. I'm interested in the the intricacy of of textures and things. Um so just a little bit more about and, and yes, you've given me something to think about, Ross. So I hope that was kind of a partial answer, but we'll see. But thinking about just that, that last then two weeks that I had after that first week were very, very productive. I I ended up with about 40 paintings, and there a lot of them are very small, but about 40 that I liked enough to keep. I, I did put a lot of them in the trash, but they, they either sort of worked or they didn't. And that was that that spontaneity, you know, and sometimes they just turn into mud and I'd throw them away. And other times I was just fascinated by just you know, with a few movements on the paper, with the materials, I could do something that was very satisfying to me. And I, I had an interesting conversation, or just a really little short conversation with an artist there, Kevin Tolman, about, he usually works on these huge acrylic paintings, and he was doing some smaller things. And I said something slightly dismissive about smaller work, and he said, I don't think there's a hierarchy and it just kind of went by, and then I thought about it, and I thought, no, he's right. What what I'm putting into this small work is very similar to what I put into anything. It's and, and it's even developed in a different way. And uh, you know, to not dismiss them because they were quick and they were small, I think is important. I, I'm looking at them as pretty significant in my work. Um, another interesting aspect of, of being at the residency was. I took stuff with me not really knowing what I was going to do and certain things I would start to run out of. So there were these like dwindling supply concerns, you know, and, uh, oh, I'm, you know, running out of this color or something. And I ended up, it, it led to some new ideas, some innovation. Um, one of the things I, I did was I had plenty of this clear gesso medium that I was using, but I didn't have so much of gouache and certain colors of ink. And so I was playing around a bit with using quite a bit of the medium, which is just a clear kind of jelly-like stuff with small amounts of color and swirling it around. It was quite interesting, you know, to play with that. So it's surprisingly, it's surprising what you can do with relatively few supplies with what you have. And and then that pushes you maybe to think of some new ways of, of using it. So Anyway, lots of satisfaction in the studio. And at the end, um, I did a little presentation about my work. People came in to the studio and really spent a lot of time looking and asking questions. And it was it was such a good experience to just focus for those, um, you know, that period of time. Um, and I think that creative mixture of being both focused and, and spending a lot of time working, but also relaxed. I mean, I did start to relax socially a lot. I mean, I got to know people and felt very comfortable. And I had time to walk and I had time to go to the swimming pool and I had time to read. And, you know, it is the thing, one thing about residencies is they take you away from other things that generally take up your time. And I did continue to do some things. I still had some work for Cold Wax Academy and 
um, you know, a few other things that would come up in email or something that I would respond to. But it was, it's just different, you know, it's not, it's so few distractions. So I really appreciated that. And I also really appreciated um, this, uh, the presence of these other residents and, you know, the opportunities to, to talk about ideas and different, from different creative fields. I had a conversation with a writer about editing. It's really interesting. I mean, there, there are parallels to what happens in visual art. And, um, you know, it's just like, you'd have these conversations that would spark something or people would present their work and you'd come away thinking about things in a different way. Um, I also wanted to mention, because it came up in last week's episode, the idea that if somebody asks you to do something, somebody who lives there, uh, you know, some something, <laughs> go somewhere, do something, uh, to take advantage of that. And, and there were, there was something, at least a couple things like that. And, and I liked the line in O'Donohue's poem, which was uh, not waste, um, uh, I forget exactly what he said, not waste opportunities which await you along the way. Um, So true. And I think for him in the poem, it's not just physically going somewhere, it's other things like these conversations I mentioned. But anyway, um, I was invited to go to a, a little, a very small factory where they make a certain kind of tile and so several of us went and it was so interesting to watch people making these tiles these very skilled artisans and you know just like kind of get immersed in that process and ask questions and um, we also went uh, several times to the farmer's market and places like that to kind of experience more of the local culture because the residency being somewhat isolated and the people who run it, this wonderful couple are from the Netherlands. So they're not Portuguese, although they've been there a long time. And there was no, uh, none of the residents were from Portugal. So in a way it was kind of this own environment and really appreciated being able to to get out a little bit into other places. Um, So just a few words uh, uh, before we end here about, being in Lisbon, because that was also important. I was I went to Lisbon at the end, and I had three full days, four nights and three days. Um, and so what that amounted to me, amounted for to me was not only experiencing Lisbon in the ways that, you know, we were just talking about, like looking closely at things. And Lisbon is a city of patterns, of tiles, um, of you know, patterns built into the sidewalks. It's a city of huge open spaces, plazas that just seem to go on and on. Um, Huge marble buildings and and sculptures. And it's like, it's a very interesting environment. And what I, I realized my main activity there was walking. I walked, averaged about seven miles a day while I was there. Um, just walking, just looking. Um, I went to some museums and things too, and that was great. Um, but really, it was just like walking through that environment that was so interesting to me. And I was also, I think, a time of processing a little bit more about things that excited me going forward in, in my work. Um, so it seemed like I was kind of, uh, yeah, just kind of digesting 
the residency experience for a few days of just wandering around, um, thinking about patterning and how we as humans are drawn to patterns. And it was so evident in that city and in some of the artwork that I saw. And I thought, would that ever come into my work? It might. I could see the attraction of it. So that uh, that time in Lisbon, it was an important um, kind of wrap-up for me of the trip. I'm glad I took that, that time before coming home. So in, you know, in kind of reference to this, uh, this time in Lisbon and also your, your one day in the quarry, um, I, I kind of wonder if, uh, if this piece of Portugal was just kind of a little bite of it and, and how different your experience of Ireland is when you go there, mm. having been there many times and this kind of this first experience of Portugal. And then at the same time, you've, you've made the decision with the quarry one day there, I could benefit from more time there, but one day is enough, at least for now. And there's other things that I want to do. There's, there's obviously many other places in the world that you haven't been. So I'm curious yeah. if you intend to, uh, and maybe you don't have an answer right now, but if you intend to go back to Portugal or if you're thinking, I'd like to go see something else for the first time. It, it is, it's a wonderful dilemma to have. I, I feel so fortunate to be able to make these trips. And I would say I'm on the fence about that. I, I recognize what I get from Ireland by becoming so familiar with at least the small part of Ireland where I go. And the novelty factor is less because I go so often, but the familiarity becomes richer having been there a lot. Um, I'd say, you know, I do have places in my mind that I would really like to experience and that residencies are such a good way to do that. They, they're they very inexpensive in a way. I mean, you have to get there, but typically they either charge a very small amount or you have a, some kind of fellowship and you're not paying. And it's just, it seems like a huge opportunity for artists to be able to see the world, you know, and, and be able to spend time and do some work. And the attraction of kind of seeing the world, seeing more places is certainly strong. So I, I'm not sure about it. You know, I, I'm certainly thinking about whether I want to go back to that place and experience it in a deeper way or, which I would, you know, I would, I would experience it differently and more deeply. And, and several of the people that I met there had been there more than once and they had a different kind of, oh, I don't know, comfort level or familiarity that I didn't have. Um, so yeah, it's an interesting and, and privileged dilemma to have. So I will, I'm going to give it some thought. Well, do you have any final thoughts to wrap up this episode? Um, yeah, I, I, I mean, what I've been talking about today is, is one experience. It's my experience, you know, my unique experience. But I hope that if you're listening to this and, and thinking, wow, this sounds pretty interesting, that it, I mean, I hope that you, I've managed to talk about the kind of impact that a residency can have, um, the, the title of this episode and what comes from um, O'Donohue's phrase, a gift of days, the gift of days. And 
it really felt like such a huge gift to be there. Um, so I'm feeling very grateful to have gone, and, and I'm maybe just a little still kind of stunned by the whole experience as I'm, you know, adjusting back to being home. And it's going to take a little while to see what might be integrated into ongoing work. Um, but I have learned from other residencies just to let that evolve, not push it, see what happens. It's the same attitude as being there, you know, what's going to happen, what's going to come through. Um, and I, I do realize that, you know, for a lot of people, this this kind of experience is out of reach in terms of being able to, to uh, commit this time and expense to going somewhere else. But I hope that um, if you've been listening and find it interesting that, you know, maybe it's a goal. Maybe it's something that you can work towards down the line. Um, I would say every residency that I've been on, and it's been quite a few now, they've all had a big impact on my work. All right. Well, that just about wraps up this episode of The Messy Studio. For more from The Messy Studio, please go to MessyStudioPodcast.com and sign up for the email list. You can also find The Messy Studio on Facebook, as well as Rebecca's public profile page. For more from Rebecca Kroll, check out RebeccaKroll.com and Cold Wax Academy at ColdWaxAcademy.com. Be sure to sign up for the email list to stay up to date on events, book signings, and openings. For more from myself, Ross Tickner, check out RossTickner.com. The Messy Studio is a Tick Digital Media production. Thanks for listening. We'll be back again next week with more art and entertainment. Until then, embrace your creative space, messy or otherwise. Thanks, everybody.